Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running, 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 running. Griffin, uh... Welcome to the Selected Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Taylor, and clearly I'm taking this voiceover way too seriously. All right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Selected Podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are back. This is week number two, episode number two, so apparently... I did something right last week, and you're back. You're listening again, so thank you for being here. Uh, I am going to take this episode a little bit more seriously serious than I did the last, because we're going to talk about a topic which is uh, quite important, especially this week. There's so many things that have happened this week and so much to talk about. We could not have timed this any better. It is my pleasure to introduce to you an 11-year music industry veteran, She has conducted interviews with some of the most diverse people in the industry, including Giorgio Moroder, uh, Nile Rodgers, Will I Am, and Boy George. She is a dance music journalist, a radio host, an award show host, an event host, a film producer, a moderator, a keynote speaker, a mentor, a soon-to-be podcaster, and on top of that, she's also an amazing DJ whose sound I absolutely love. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, and I'm going to do it in my best Dutch accent, this is Renske van Kallenberg. <laughs> Here she is. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. How, how, was the, how was the Dutch? It was amazing. You, you, you didn't nail it, but you tried. You know what? And that's good enough for me these days. That's what it's about. Not nailing it and trying is good enough. How are you? What's going on? Wow. Um, well, thank you for that lovely intro. Um, that's a lot, right? It's really confusing if you hear that. It's uh, That's a lot. Yeah, but we're probably going to dive into some of this stuff and people will get a better uh, picture. Um, how am I doing? Yeah, there's a lot going on, definitely. Um, so it's uh, challenging for all of us right now. Um, lockdowns and, um, well, especially the music industry, right, where I am um, mostly active in, it's uh, it's literally upside down. And uh, so it's, uh, people are triggered. There is a lot, a uh, lot of stuff going on that we have to deal with nowadays. So, mm-hmm. but... You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm also doing well. Uh, I'm still grateful for every day. And um, um, it's, uh, I think mindset is very important in these times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where are you? Right now, I am actually not even in Amsterdam, but I am in a little bit more south in the Netherlands. I am near Eindhoven. Yeah, that's interesting. You're not the first person I've heard uh, fleeing to the countryside. Hmm. And and to be honest with you, I'm in South London, and uh, I mean, I love London, don't get me wrong, but there have been a few days where I just thought, yeah, being out in the middle of nowhere, being able to go take a walk in the middle of nowhere would be a good thing these yeah. days. Have you traveled at all during this pandemic? Please tell me you went somewhere. I went to Greece for two days. Oh, yes. Two days. For two days. Uh, well. <laughs> you, di- you didn't nail it, but you tried. And yes, exactly, that's what's important. Then, exactly. And that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. I'm glad somebody I know went somewhere and did something. So you got that amazing tan in two days. Mm-hmm. 
Fantastic. Okay. Uh, was Not even, Bo- but n- yeah. Where, you know, I was thinking the other day, we met uh, almost a year ago now. Yeah. At the on-brand yeah. event. I think right. it, it is a year ago because it was before uh, ADE, the Amsterdam Dance Event. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think it's already a year ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and we have kept in in, in touch, um, obviously sharing a, a kindred love of, of the dance music and the music industry. Obviously, none of that is happening right now. Tell me about your other. Th- that one other. I think, you know what, as a creative person, you have many others. You know, there's a lot of things that you like to do or that you are interested in or that you... Um, want to know more of and dive into more deeply. Um, I have a lot of interests. However, I noticed that now I'm not really doing music. I am really, really, even more than before, focused on um, mental health and raising awareness about this topic. And um, I, I, I really feel it's my purpose. Um, and in that sense, um. There are a lot of inspiring things coming my way and invitations all the time. So I know I'm on the right path. Otherwise, those invitations don't show up. So if there is one thing that that is my other right now, then it's definitely that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So there we have it, folks. If you haven't guessed already, we're going to talk about keeping sane during a pandemic. Hmm. And Renske is, uh, in my opinion, I've, I've seen what she's put out on Instagram, um, and we, I wanted to start the conversation and then thought, wait a minute, why am I keeping this conversation for myself? Let's share it with the listeners of the Selected Podcast. But let's back up a second, though. I want to set the stage, right? What is the biggest event you either played at or hosted or, like, how many people have you been in front of at any given time? Um. Actually, my my biggest crowd was, um, well, basically during lockdown because I hosted an uh, hosted a, an online event which had like one million views. Um, that was um, a charity fundraiser, a virtual one, um, together with Beatport and Bridges for Music. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite challenging as well because of the technical ac- aspect of it. Uh, so not every everything went fluently, but I'm really really happy that I did that and that I could do that and take part of, in this. Which, um, but physically, um, I think the biggest stage that I've hosted because that was my biggest audience was not as a DJ but as a, a host, as a presenter, and that was I think around thirty or thirty five uh, thousand people in the in the arena in Amsterdam for mm-hmm. yeah. That was for DJ Mac. So tell me about standing in front of 35,000 people. Obviously, that's a bit of a nerve-wracking experience, <laughs> but it's, it's also energizing, mm-hmm. right? You're getting live feedback from 35,000 faces staring at you. When you did the virtual event, how did you keep that energy? Um, the virtual event was still, that was not just one hour, that was eight hours. Um, I was supposed to have a co-host who, um, canceled one day before. Um, and then I did the full two, uh, eight hours, which, um, I had to be present like two hours before for checking every technical aspect because it was a high level, 
um, uh, production. It was like six locations in the world, Berlin, South Africa. There were top DJs writing. Uh, it was a charity cycle fundraiser. So they normally they do it physically. This time they, it was on um, like sports bikes, you know, like on Swift. Uh, and um, what really helped me is the connection that I have with the people that I was interviewing and the purpose that I was supporting. So my love for interviewing and hosting it it's I just love doing that so much that to me seeing those people that I didn't see for a long time because of COVID you know and normally I spend the summer connecting with my colleagues DJs friends um and on festivals all over the world and now I could connect with them Mm -hmm. um they were basically cycling from um, uh, really popular nightclubs um, that are normally filled with people dancing and now they use the clubs for this event so in that sense it gave me a lot of energy to to connect with these people uh, online but basically yeah the people that were watching it like the stream um, they were probably putting something some things in the chat which I couldn't really read because I was too focused on um, it was quite a challenge, uh, a nice challenge, by the way, but it was, um, yeah, I couldn't see any of that going on. No, that's so, really different. Yeah. In the intro, one of the things that you do uh, that I mentioned was mentorship. Yeah. Because what I'm trying to figure out here is how does a presenter go to, I want to help people stay sane? Hmm. A long story short, I have been on quite a journey myself. I think every person, uh, um, you know, uh, drives, uh, writes their own journey in life. Um, and uh, working in the music industry, I have worked with so many amazing people. And sometimes you see people struggling. And we didn't really speak about it. Um up to the point that you see people really becoming addicted or anxious or having panic attacks or behaving differently or and the the point of no return <laughs> well what made really what made it a really big impression on me was when i was recovering from a huge burnout like i was really suffering from a severe burnout um three years ago and i'm actually still in the process of getting everything back into a nice balance for myself but when at the middle of that of that you know when i started to recover i got the news that tim bergling who whose artist name is avici um uh committed suicide and I have worked with him and it really I I I didn't know at that time well it hit me really hard that news and then you think I have some tears and I probably um, can leave this behind me within a few days but it didn't it stuck with me and um, he's actually even more present now he's not amongst us anymore he's more present in my life even than before when I was working with him or when I would see him somewhere in the world and that's actually where my journey really really started to like we have to break this stigma we have to do something we have to support each other and 
be vulnerable in the music industry, which is how attractive it is to many people. When you're deep into it, we all know that it's super challenging. It's a competitive industry. Um, I'm quite a sensitive person myself. So you're dealing with a lot of energies. You're, you're working hours and your working environment is where other people let go, you know? So right. it's super challenging. Yeah. Right. That's a little bit of how it's where it started. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Listen, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's really get into it. Let's dive deep. You're listening to the Selected Podcast with the overly serious voice of Dan Taylor. Hey, folks. The past few days have been a bit of a nail biter waiting for the results of the U.S. presidential election. Uh, these landslide results that some had predicted clearly didn't happen. So what did happen? Why was it this close? On the 11th of November, Ben is going to sit down with Dr. Jen Schrady, author of The Revolution That Wasn't, How Digital Activism Favors Conservatives. And together, they're going to dissect what happened and what it means going forward. Now, the Selected Salon is an offering normally reserved to our paid members, but I managed to convince Ben to offer five more seats at the table for this one. So all you have to do is head over to selected.sesimers.com to find out how to register. See you there. And we're back. All right. So before the break, we were talking about how Renske got to where she is today. And now let's bear some souls. So I have a confession to make. Uh, I used to be an international photographer. Um, I used to travel around the world doing what I love to do and getting paid for it. And for the past eight months, uh, I've gotten really good at repairing my guitars. Uh, I ride my bicycle a lot. Uh, I sound like a Dutch person. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really done much with my cameras. Mm -hmm. um, there's another friend of mine who is a DJ. She lives in Dublin. Um, we had a chat the other night. And one of the things that she said to me that really hit me was, A, I haven't, I haven't touched my decks in months. Mm -hmm. And the second thing she said to me was, I'm working a job right now because I have to. Mm -hmm. Not because I want to, which mm -hmm. is what I used to do, but I dread Monday mornings now because I have to go do this paper-pushing admin job. But as an artist, mm -hmm. I feel like my identity has been ripped away mm -hmm. through no fault of my own. Yep, that's it. That is why I haven't touched my cameras in months, is because I know what those tools are to me, right? I mean, they are my, my hammer and my nails to mm. go out and build what I build. And now there's nothing to build. Mm -hmm. So even picking up the tools is a bit painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to guess you've heard this story before. Well, I've experienced it myself, so I really feel you. Um, yeah. I haven't been in the studio. I haven't been even playing. I didn't want to do live streams, which a lot of other artists are doing. 
um, when I would have like a, a super big following, let's say like Avicii, of course you're doing live streams then. But mm. to me, it was also too painful even to check my promos or to do a mix. People are asking me for mixes and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, so now s slowly but surely I'm, I'm, you know, my little niece asked me for a, for a little DJ class um, um, last weekend. And I actually had a lot of fun doing that. I was connecting mm. with my music as well. and um, But I really understand where she and you are coming from. Definitely. How are your skills? Hmm. Are they still on peak or have they slipped a bit? Well, the good part, the good part about what I did last weekend is that it was very playful. And I think where, where there is room for, to be playful, there's room for creative, creativity and to be just happy with what, what you are doing. So I didn't really uh, put myself on a spot like that, which I do all the time with myself. So thank mm. God I didn't do it that, that day. Um, so I have no clue. If if you would ask me to do like a really important gig right now, I would say yes. Um, right. But I would definitely um, also shit in my pants, you know, like, oh, really? <laughs> and I, I actually heard a lot of big DJs say that when I, mm. you know, f uh, friends of mine that are great artists, when I was calling with them during lockdowns and during pandemic, they were like, wow, this shouldn't. And, and those are super, super experienced artists. Yeah. Um, and they were like. I'm getting, I'm probably going to be nervous next time. You know, it's, it's not just us. It's really a human thing. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, having said what I just said, I did do a shoot a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and, uh, I, there was a setting. I, I couldn't figure the dang thing out. Mm. I mean, I was, I was, hang on one second. I just got to, oh where is it? Where is it? Okay. It's in this menu. And I mean, I knew, I knew what I wanted. Mm. But the muscle memory of this menu there, turn that dial, put this bang, that's it. It was gone. Yeah. And and I thought, okay, this is a this is a good note to self. I I should probably make it an exercise to pick up one of these cameras at least once a week and you know yeah. go shoot go shoot something I normally don't shoot landscapes or product photography or yeah. or whatnot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I I'm wondering if this if this applies to all creatives right now. If, you know, a vast majority of us feel like our, our identity has been taken away and we just can't create right now, um, if, if there's going to be a massive skill loss when, when mm. things come back. I don't think that that necessarily happens because when you're an artist like, well, let's say Chris Liebing, he's a, he's a good friend of mine as well. And, and for him... Um, well, maybe we're going to dive into that topic later, talking about purpose and what you need to be doing. But he never said goodbye to to his art. He set up an amazing live stream from home. He made sure that everything for him is there. He has his, his beautiful man cave now. If you if you see his streams, I've seen it. Oh yes. Um, so for him, and 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 also like in summer or something, like just. He did some gigs when the the first biggest lockdowns were, were over in some countries. He could do some gigs. And I asked him how, how it was for him. And for him, I mean, an artist like that and 20 years in, in, you know, performing on stage, he was like, oh, that for him is just, you know, doing that. He just tapped into that energy and into that, that skill, you know, it's... 
um, that's just what he does. So for him, that was not really, um, I think the weirdest part for him was to travel, you know, like, oh, wow, I didn't travel for a long time. So, um, so I don't think that skill is, is lost because some artists are producing more music than ever uh, right now. Um, so it's maybe the, the contact with the, and the interaction with the audience, but I think, if you do one gig, you know, you will be in touch with that feeling again and with that energy. So I don't, if it's, I, I would like to think the other way around. Maybe a lot of talent is being developed right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if I know there is a gig coming, obviously I will put my focus on, on that completely again. And, and I want to deliver something great. And I, you will tap into that energy and your tracks again, you know, you, you, so yeah, I think in a more positive, positive note, let's, let's put it like that. Hopefully a lot of talent gets developed more right now. Yeah. This is why I keep asking people about their others. You know, talents that we develop um, as creatives in something completely different Hmm. somehow do have a way of influencing our main channel, if you will. So that's that's why I'm I'm very curious whenever I talk to anybody. So what's the other thing you've been doing? Mm -hmm. You know, because it because it it tells me a little bit about like, where are you other than Chris Liebing, who admittedly has built an awesome set for himself. Um, Paul Papa Demetrio, I'm going to give you another shout out. Paul is a friend of mine who has. Uh, he's an event uh, presenter, MC, who has turned his home office into his home television studio. Mm. Uh, it is quite an impressive setup. You know, we we all don't have that right now. And obviously, life has changed. Talk to me about if you're not doing all right, how do you know? What are some signs that... For me? Well, you or mm-hmm. humans in general. Yeah. If I keep it close to myself, sure. I know that I'm not doing well when I'm... Um, um when i get irritated or frustrated uh faster than otherwise because that's just not who i am um i'm really a positive person that likes to make jokes so when i feel that then i'm like oh you know there is something that i need to look at here it's either i've been pushing my boundaries too much or um i'm really tired or i am not setting my boundaries, you know, towards myself or others. That's a lot of the times what's what's happening um, when people get frustrated by others, when we blame others, then it's like, oh, it's time to look at myself now instead of blaming others. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, the feeling of being overwhelmed, getting overwhelmed by, by things, then I know like, okay, I need to really actually stop what I'm doing and go inside and see what it is, what is so overwhelming to me and what can I do about it or not? Mm. Um, So those are are little things. Um, Also, when I'm really pushing my boundaries, my body just starts to tell me. It's like, girl, now you have to stop doing what you're doing because you're not listening and I'm just going to make you sick or I'm just going to give you pain mm. or I'm going to give you something that makes you stop doing what you are doing. So th- those are really signs um, for me. Yeah. And for others, it depends, you know, because when I was younger and I was not doing well, I could really put on a, a mask and just pretend that everything in life was okay. And I'm, you know, I'm the la- the last person to worry about. So 
Uh, and that changed. I just cannot, after this huge burnout, I just cannot put my mask on anymore, which is actually a good thing. Sometimes it's irritating. You're like, shit, man, now I just want to pretend that everything is okay. But it's also a blessing because it makes you tune into what you need to tune into easier or faster than otherwise. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, how other people... Um, are, are giving those signs. I think it really is related to where that person is with him or herself. Right. right. So what I heard was sleep or, mm. or lack thereof, yeah. personal care, both mm -hmm. mental and physical. Tell me a bit more about what you're doing. So we, we've talked about a, a global situation, the creative industry, one would argue most harshly hit. So you, and this is why I wanted to cover mentoring earlier, you took your existing mentoring skills, took a look at what's going on in the world and said, okay, wait, I need to do something about this. So what are you doing right now? It's all related to mental health awareness and I'm doing different things. Um, I do keynotes, uh, webinars, um, um, I write about it, I speak about it, and I'm offering mentorships for um, artists mm -hmm. or people in the music industry. There are also people that are uh, event promoters, like big event promoters that are feeling totally lost right now. Uh, they're also not doing what they are good at and what they really what they are passionate about um so a lot of anxiety kicks in because if you want to schedule an event it's just not possible mm. you know it, there's a big chance it get, gets canceled again so so it's either a one-on-one -on -one session just one time like okay can you help me with this specific topic or uh, a longer term which is most of the time a three-month mentorship because that really gives you the chance to really transform something you know uh, and and to approach things in a more holistic way my mentorship in music is not about or well you can you can come with me with those questions but it's not what I'm what I'm all about it's not like oh I made a new track and you listen to it or how do I send my demo to that person or to that label or how do I you know that's that's also you can also come with me to, to me with those questions but I, I want to I want to see you thrive as a person and an artist, and that's super much related to each other. One cannot go without the other, and I'm a living example of that. If you don't set your boundaries in your personal life, you're not going to set them in your career. If you are self sabotaging in your personal life, you are doing it in your career. If you haven't healed your traumas in your life on a personal uh, uh, way, then then you bring that those two literally to the stage to where you are performing you bring yourself to the stage is what i always say it's not just you know some big artists they, they can literally put on a different mask or trying to be like david bowie you know like now i'm ziggy stardust or and that's that's truly amazing but behind that goes a person and um, you you cannot just cancel that person out of the artist. It's what you bring, uh, the energy that you bring and your talents, but also your personality. So in that sense, uh, I am guiding others now to, um, um, yeah, to actually embrace their entire existence. You know, you're not just an artist. 
And um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can you talk me through three things to at least start a path back to being centered? There are many things. That's the thing. There are so many things that you can do. And it it's it also has to resonate with you, right? It's sometimes people um, are more um, uh, drawn to a certain method or a certain thing that they want to do or, or can do for themselves. Um, one thing is definitely what, what helps you really, really is and, and this is a big one. This is actually the biggest one, but it's such a present if you can do this for yourself. And that is tapping in to your purpose, um, your why. And that, it, 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 what your what your friend said from Dublin, I think, the DJ that is like now not happy doing um, this job, it's probably and hopefully temporarily and it's good that she does it she's she's taking action however she feels this is not what i mean to be what i'm you know what i'm put on earth for right this is not her purpose so a lot of people are actually living in a in a in a way that they don't even know why they are doing what they are doing even passionate people like musicians sometimes they're like if I ask them, why are you in the music industry? It's like, um, you know, or it's, if you don't, if you don't know why you are doing what you are doing and, and you are not following in that sense a purpose, then you will end up with, um, at one point, uh, where you are stuck because you will question everything that you have been doing. You will probably, um, get stuck in your career or in a certain level in your life and you you start to question why am i doing the things that i'm doing is this important to me and why is it important to me because if something is important to you then you know that um you can deal with a lot of you know bad stuff that's coming your way because you know that i i call it what how i always say it is I put it like this, it's your purpose is bigger than your ego. Then you know, then you can deal with so much shit. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and that's a biggie. I know that's a big thing. And um, uh, find your purpose and you don't find it outside of you. So that's maybe the second part that I, that I can add to this one is a lot of people are searching for motivation, especially in these times. People are trying to see um, ec from external factors, external things um, to be motivated to do the things that they need to be doing. So motivation comes and goes. Um, let's say you then, uh, you have a, a, a job coming up next week, all of a sudden, uh, a big photography job. And um, that's where you find the motivation to take that camera and to start practicing all these little buttons and, and settings and everything again. That's a motivation. That's external. But when it comes to um, an, the internal part, the inspiration, that's always there. 
it, no matter how hard times can be. Um, for me, for example, is the thing with, with mental health, spreading that, that message, raising awareness. Every webinar that I do, every keynote, every Q&A, every podcast, even though a lot of it, a lot of it is not paid right now in these times, I still know why I am doing this. And um, I think that's that's one of the biggest presents that you can give. And if you, um, I know that's a big question to ask yourself. For some people, the answer is really close. Sometimes it's right in front of you and you don't, you don't even see it. Happened to a lot of artists as well that I've been speaking with. Um, but um, there's help. You don't have to figure it out by yourself all the time. That's why there are mentors like me, right? Mm -hmm. There are people that can be your mirror and that can help you with that. Second thing, look at your habits. People are, a lot of people are in lockdowns right now. And we, we are just, uh, days are passing by. A lot of people that are maybe not artists but doing office jobs and they can do it from home now. Um, Look at what you are doing on a daily basis. Are you skipping things that otherwise before the pandemic hit you, um, you were doing to, to, uh, for your health? Maybe you went to, um, every morning you went running or went to, to the gym or whatever. And now you're working from home. And the first thing you do is open your computer and you skip, you are skipping that run or you are skipping that walk or, so look at your habits. Not I always, you know, want to uh, frame this as goals versus versus habits. If you don't look, if your goal is I want to live a healthier life, I don't feel healthy, I, I don't feel really well right now. Then, if your goal is becoming a healthier person or feeling healthier, then look at the habits that you have right now. Are you eating different food right now during a pandemic? Are you doing less workouts? Are you, and this is an important one, are you taking time for yourself? And this is where my next point is, and that is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries also has to do with now I need my time. A lot of people are with more people in the house right now in lockdowns. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even know why you are getting frustrated or irritated or angry at other people. But that's because you are in each other's space all the time right now. Yeah. So setting your boundaries, you can also do that in a loving way towards yourself and also towards the other people. Right now, I'm going to take half an hour or an hour for myself. I don't like to be disturbed right now because I'm reading a book or I'm meditating or listening to music or I don't or taking a shower, whatever makes you feel happy. Um, and be present, you know, just try to stay present. I know we are all anxious about what's coming. We don't know what the future brings because it's just really unclear. We have a lot of uncertainties for everyone. That doesn't just count for, for you and me, Dan, like in the event industry, but stay present. And how do you do that? I had like a, a great, there are a million ways um, to, to be to be present, right? Some people like to meditate for 30 minutes or two minutes or an hour. And a lot of people say that, oh, I, I can't meditate. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, um, I know that not everybody 
wants to start doing that all of a sudden. And then there are a few techniques that you can use. If you just take deep breath, just your breathing makes you feel calm. And um, that really actually does something, uh, something, it has an effect on your, you know, your, your chemicals in your body, your hormones. So if you feel anxious, start taking deeper breaths. And there is one question, key question that you can ask yourself, which is, is there something that I can do to change the situation that I feel anxious about right now? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because in my interview or in my talk with Chris Liebing, he's mentioning exactly the same thing. Ask yourself that question. And if you cannot do anything about the situation, then please accept it, you know, let it go. And if you can take action to make it better, take action. Those are just a few things, a few tips, but there are obviously a hundred tips that I, that, that I could give. But, um, I think those are really, really important ones. Excellent. And, and stop comparing yourself to others. You know, that's uh, that's one. I have to slip that one in. I have to. Um, nope. Social media. Yeah. Use it in your advantage. But please don't don't make it control your life. Please. If you want to feel. And I'm doing that as well. Um, take take care. Be, be really aware of your screen time on a day. It really eats energy. It drains you. It You get triggered all the time. Um, just be careful with that mm-hmm. one for yep. sure. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 I myself, I spoke about this in the, uh, the previous episode, but I myself have, have really curtailed things. I uninstalled a number of them. I don't, I don't want to name any names uh, off of my phone. And then as time went on, I caught myself first thing in the morning pick up the phone start scrolling mm. last thing at night scrolling 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 i just noticed that it was it was way too much and there was i don't know a, a couple months ago where i just you know got the report at the end of the week and went that's a lot of staring at blue light yes you know even staring at that blue light based screen can harm you I just thought, wait a minute, I'm just putting a Band-Aid on this. Like, why don't I try putting the phone down? Mm. And now, even now, when I sleep, which is uh, not quite as much as I'd like to, I turn the phone off at night. Like, off, mm. off. Not, not silent mode, not do not disturb. Hold those two buttons and turn it off. Wow, yeah. that's 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 a giant leap in uh, the evolution of mankind. <laughs> if we would all do that, it would. Oh, people have no idea how much effect that has on us. I have one question for you, maybe to to, to and inspire we're out of time. I was thinking, let's inspire each other. What is, what is one healthy habit or good habit that you have on a daily basis? I get out of bed. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I do get out of bed. Uh, some days it's more difficult than others. But as often as my legs will allow, I do try to go for a bicycle ride. This past summer, for example, I rode from South London to Brighton 
that was a long ride. It was about four and a half hours. A regular ride for me, I have a couple routes that I like to follow, but basically I start in South London, uh, head over to East, go all the way over to West. Sometimes I'll go all the way out to Heathrow and then loop back down. And that takes a couple hours of my time. Not only is it good physical exercise, going out on the bike gives me time alone. (laughs) That is where I get my best thinking done. Yeah, but that's amazing. You see, you... You are um, being very creative as well. So you put your mind, um, you leave your mind to rest um, while you Mm -hmm. are uh, uh, cycling. And on top of that, um, there is room for new ideas um, in your mind. So, um, and that's, that's possible when you relax your mind then there is space for new things. So that's amazing. I do what I can. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Turning the tables, what do you do? One thing every day. One thing, even when I was super burned out, I, I need my walks. So I walk now with my dog. I'm talking in kilometers here in, in the Netherlands. Um, five kilometers a day for sure and in summer i do another five easily in the evening Mm. so then it's uh, between five to ten a day and that really i need that fresh air i need that uh, those walks it's kind of meditation to me Um, and it puts things in perspective and i do recognize what you're saying sometimes your mind is really full Mm. as well at the same time but um, yeah, my walks for yeah. sure. Every so we're both day. doing some form of strenuous, but not too strenuous, physical activity. Yeah. 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 You know more about this than I do, but I would I would guess that there is a direct link between uh, mental well being and physical activity. Definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're feeling blue. Go do something. And that's that's oh. actually vitally important as we go into winter now uh, in, oh in, in a lockdown, God, yeah. right? The last one, at least, you know, at least we could go outside and the weather was nice. Well, mm, yeah. Renske, on that <laughs> note, take us out. Tell people where they can find you, if they want to find you, when they want to find you, and go. Okay, um... You can find me mostly on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I know I, I'm speaking about social media, but this is uh, definitely where I can get um, most of my messages out, um, which is Siren Music. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook under that name. And uh, I have a website, which is under my normal, my, my own name. That's, oh, that's going to be a difficult one, though. That's very, very Dutch. It's All right, we'll spell it for people. Here oh, we go. no, that's very long. It's Renske van Kallenberg, but I think if you go to Instagram, Siren Music, you will find my real name there. And on my website, you will find some, some more information about the mentorships and everything that I do. And you can even apply for a free matching call if you are interested in a session. Yeah. We are out of here. I am Dan Taylor. I have been joined by Renske van Kallenberg, Siren Music. That's S A I. R-E-N. Go visit her on Instagram. Go visit her on the web. I am out of here.